Hi, I'm Katie Humphrey and welcome to the Behind the Business Podcast. Hi and welcome to the Behind the Business Podcast with me, Katie Humphrey. Thank you ever so much for joining me today. And my guest speaker is the wonderful Molly Gould, who is the founder of Effable. Hi, Molly. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm very good. I'm really excited to speak to you. Uh, We've kind of known each other briefly for a little while now. I think we met in the coven, didn't we? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I know we've like had some voice note exchanges through Facebook (laughs) in the past. (laughs) Uh, I've really enjoyed watching your growth over like the last 18 months, um, two years. And so I'm really excited to have you on today and Thank share you. that with, with the world. <laughs> me too, me too. Fab. So do you want to kick off by telling us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Molly, the founder of Affable. So I work with businesses to tell their story. So if anyone is listening that doesn't know what Affable means, Affable means able to be described in words. That is exactly what I do through copywriting and I'm actually reintroducing PR into business this year as well, which is really exciting. But I work with businesses that stand for something. They have passion, they have purpose, and they are really excited by and driven by what it is they do. And I help them to put that into words, whether that is web copy, tone of voice development, blog posts, newsletters, literally if it's got words, I am into it, basically. (laughs) That's fantastic. And you've recently started um, a newsletter, haven't you? Um, Glad I signed up to that. And I, I, (laughs) it's one of the newsletters that I really enjoy getting. I don't just like (laughs) (laughs) delete straight away. So if anybody listening is interested in words and copy and just all the stuff you share, definitely sign up because I love it. I think it's fab. (laughs) Thank you. I think... I think the, mm, the third one went out at Christmas. So it goes out on the last Friday of the month. It's called Pasted. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just a mix of everything, really, like copy advice, musings from my life and my work. I don't, don't know how interesting that part is. <laughs> um, and just things I've found, really, and what I've read. I am an, I try to be an avid reader. So, you know, it kind of goes with the territory of the job that I have to read. So, yeah. But it's, it's definitely well worth signing up to. So I'll, I'll pop the link in the um, the podcast notes. So if anybody listening to this wants to sign up, they can do. Um, that was just a little bit of a plug first Thank of you. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about your personal development journey. Um, and I know when we've spoken beforehand, you said that your journey wasn't linear um, and it kind of started when you didn't do very well at college. So do you want to kind of start there and tell us a little bit more about your journey yeah I'll just relive that experience (laughs) (laughs) um I was a total nerd at school I did very well I was very focused scared of getting in trouble that kind of thing and I got really good grades went to college and I absolutely bombed it I failed (laughs) I failed all of my A-levels apart from media which um I just scraped like I, I failed everything I failed English like that is the craziest thing like I just failed everything and I thought I thought my life was over like I thought that is it I'm never going to be able to make anything of myself now this is so terrible and I managed to scoop myself up off the floor um 
luckily I have very supportive parents who they never pushed me to like overwork or anything in situations like that so they were really supportive uh, and I thought okay well I did okay in media what am I going to do I can either reset all of my A levels and be way 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 behind and obviously this trauma of failing them all um, or I can do something different and I saw a radio production course it was BTEC and I'd done um, quite a bit of work experience at a, like um, a local BBC radio station at that point um, when I say work experience, I'd say that very loosely, like making tea, answering the door, talking to guests, listening for swearing and music, that kind of, that kind of vibe. So yeah, I saw this radio production course and I was like, oh, I like radio, that, you know, let's do that. Um, so it was, it was kind of an off the cuff decision, but I mean, I am such a firm believer in everything that happens for a reason and I, I definitely failed my A-levels for a reason because the journey that I went on from there, it was a roller coaster. It was crazy, but my God, was it worth it? Like, it was incredible. That's amazing. And to start off in radio production and end up where you are now, for me, obviously not being in that industry, feels like quite a big change. How did that kind of come about? (laughs) See, it, it does sound like a massive change, but it actually isn't. It's like really, I don't know whether it's because I'm in it, but it doesn't feel that that detached really. Um, oh, it's 11-11, how magical as we're recording this. That's nice. That's that. that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started out in radio. So I worked my absolute tits off really um, at this radio station alongside so I was doing the BTEC I was working at Topshop I was working at Dunal randomly as well like I'd got two jobs I was doing this BTEC and I was also volunteering at another local radio station a commercial radio station so the one with ads on it um and I was like just I was trying to just get in like everybody's face like looking back I'm sure it was super super annoying but like I knew what I wanted I was like I want to work here like I want a job um And I remember, like, it is the piece of advice that has stayed with me throughout everything that I've done. And the breakfast show presented at the time, I got on really well with them, to be fair. And and the guy, he said, if I can give you one piece of advice, it is make yourself indispensable. I was like, I am taking that and I'm running with it. It's so hard. Um, So, yeah, I was volunteering there whilst working these jobs and, like, trying to survive college as well, which... Because I was volunteering at the radio station and these opportunities were happening for me, like I got to like assist on quite a few things. College was there for hell because everybody else in the class, like looking back, it's so petty. But I mean, I mean, I experienced this in adult life as well, crazily. Um, people were jealous. They were like, literally, they said a group of them sat me down and they were like, we think you should give up the opportunities. Um so we can have a go and I was like mate I've worked my arse off for this absolutely not so college was absolute hell but I was so I was driven by that determination that I wanted I wanted a job 
and nice little end to the radio chapter that I did get a job and I worked there for six years in lots of different roles. So I was a radio producer. They sent me to Florida to produce some shows over there. And we gave away a holiday to Florida, which was quite cool. And they, they let me go to Florida. So I was 20 at the time. So like literally 20 year old me, like absolutely buzzing to be in America. Um, but all throughout that, like, there's quite a lot of writing involved in radio and like in the different jobs that I did. So obviously being a radio producer, there's like, you have to write um, like schedules and plans up and things like that. And then I actually moved to the promotions department. So it's basically all the fun stuff you hear on the radio, like the giveaways, the competitions, the fun stuff. So I was writing a lot of promotional scripts and web copy and over the six years I moved throughout different departments and I ended up writing some radio ads as well writing some jingles like it was I I was everywhere like I was literally really really stuck into it um but yeah after it, it got about the six year mark and I was like oh god I need I need something more like I need something else I'd worked through all these jobs and I was also very conscious that I'd only ever worked there like professionally. I've had absolutely boatloads of jobs before that, like retail jobs. Literally, I had a paper round at like 13. So like, I'd worked, but not in that professional setting. Um, so I got a job in, in like a media agency in Manchester. And so I, I live in Stoke. So it's only about 40 minutes on the train. So I was like, yes, that commuter life, go get it oh my god it was at Salford Keys which is beautiful it is beautiful but that is not central Manchester 40 minutes on the train you go down you get on the metro and then it's like another 40 minutes like oh my god it took forever forever so I'm glad that I did it it I wouldn't say it was a mistake but um I think I did about six months there before like the commuter was just killing me off and it was either move to Manchester or get a job closer to home and my life was here like my friends my boyfriend at the time like I was young you know so I left there and I got a job in PR following that which it again it, it seems like quite a jump but there was so much overlap and I have always loved writing so I ended up working in PR technical PR so it was like talking about batteries and automation and things like that which it sounds boring but it wasn't I'm like I'm like a sponge of information um yeah and worked there for a little while but then decided I wanted to start my own thing off and it was too much of a conflict of interest so I left there got a job in Stoke as a content manager and started building my business in the middle of a pandemic as you do <laughs> <laughs> why not what else can why you do not? in the pandemic why not <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it has been a bit of a roller coaster but all interlinked in some way I guess yeah definitely and it I think it goes back to what you said at the beginning about everything happening for a reason and you can almost see through that journey of how the previous thing you've done has supported the next part for you and like the lessons that you've learned from it and the experiences yeah. that you've had um which I think is just it's really interesting to look at like I'm quite a visual person when I talk and in my head I can like see your timeline <laughs> of like how everything's grown 
Um, uh, and I just, I find that really interesting. Um, the one thing that I, I do know about you, and I'm quite curious as to where that fit in, was the yoga. Because when I first knew of you, I knew of you connected to yoga. It wasn't marketing and PR that I kind of connected with you. So when I thought Molly Gould, I thought yoga. So <laughs> how did, like, how and where does that fit in? Um, <laughs> in a strange way, very, very, very strange way. <laughs> so I've been practicing yoga for, I say practicing, I, I, I have a slip disc, <laughs> which makes me sound about 90 and I'm 27. Um, so I say yoga and it's been a bit on and off at the moment, but for like six or seven years. And it was something that I came to when I had quite a lot of anxiety um, and stresses of work. Although you look back and you're like, oh my God, why was I stressed? I was like a baby at the time. Um, but yeah, it was there for me when I needed it and I absolutely loved it. And I decided I was going to train as a yoga teacher. I was like, that is what I want to do. I want to add that to like that string to my bow. I'm very much somebody who likes to do different things. Like whenever I've worked in a job or like the job I had prior to starting my business, that was um, really niche into one market. And I'm not the sort of person who can do that. Like I need variety, which is what I love about what I do now is there is that variety. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to train as a yoga teacher because that's something different that I can do that I can add into things. Um, I mean, that was a rigmarole in itself. I booked to go to India, obviously. And it was like, oh, coronavirus, you can't. And I was like, oh, well, like nobody is going to India. Like nobody is going. So that got cancelled. So I thought, oh, I'll book Spain. That's closer. That got cancelled. So I ended up doing it online with a studio in Cannes, which is about 40 minutes from me, um, which was great. It was absolutely incredible. They'd been doing online training since before the pandemic for like people who were busy. So yeah, I did that last last year, this time last year, literally this time last year. I had a month off work to do it and I did it <laughs> and started teaching yoga locally and I did some online stuff as well. Um, yeah, and it doesn't, I don't think it necessarily fits in much to what I do with Epable, I guess except for the fact that it gave me that awareness and like that different perspective. Like I've worked quite a lot with wellness studios, yoga studios um, and like wellness practitioners, like in the work that I do. So I do think it gave me like that depth of understanding, which was useful. Um, yeah, it's very, very loosely related. <laughs> very loosely. But I suppose it all falls under that umbrella of your personal development because I think the thing is when we talk about personal development as well is obviously there are the actionable things that we do to support our personal development you know so like learning new tools and techniques and actively doing things but there's also like the natural personal development as well that just kind of like happens as we grow and evolve and and learn from our experiences and it feels from my perspective like hearing your story that there was a lot of that for you when you were growing up. So when you mentioned earlier about like failing all of your A-levels and then having to like scoop yourself up off the floor, like that's actually like an extremely emotionally mature thing to be able to do at that age. Um, Cause I, like, I remember when I did my A-levels and I did um, English language, English literature, psychology and media. 
and psychology was what I loved. Um, like I love English and, and media was really interesting, but psychology was my passion. Like I went to every lesson, like smashing it. I love this. Um, considering that I'm a personal development coach now, it kind of is fitting. But um, <laughs> when I did my exam, my because it was, um, I don't know if they've changed it. I know they changed GCSEs now, but you had your A. AS and then A2 yeah. so like the, the exam after the first year and I went into my exam like buzzing I've done loads of revision I sat down and you know when you like read the questions and you're like I know all of this literally like wrote down all the answers came out of it like I've never ever ever since then been so confident in something than I was when I came out my psychology exam and I got my results and I got a U. Oh my gosh I know and I was literally and even my mum was like we had it checked with the because you could you can have them remarked and rechecked yeah. if you think they're wrong and we had it rechecked and it's still I actually got I think I got like one mark less no. <laughs> when they rechecked no. it and I was like I don't honestly do not understand this like I know this and I love this and this is what where I want to go and what I want to do and and how am I so bad? Like, how am I being so <laughs> shit? <laughs> and it's and a humbling uh, experience, isn't it? <laughs> like you wouldn't believe. And um, and I spoke. <laughs> the point of telling you that was that I really struggled to pull myself up off the floor after that. Mm-hmm. And actually, I stayed on the floor for quite a long time because I I was, you know, 17, 16, 17 at that time. I'm a, I'm a baby in the school year. My birthday's in July. So, um, and I, like, I didn't have the emotional maturity at that age to pick myself up. So for you to do that, that was the point I was getting around to very, in a a very long winded way is actually really admirable. Um, And to then kind of go and find something else and having that strength that you were saying, about having people sit you down in college and say we think you should quit so we can do this honestly honestly I feel like see you're saying I I must have had emotional maturity at that age I've gone completely the other way like now it's something I'm working on but if that sort of thing happens to me now like one of the jobs I was at in this in this timeline I had a terrible terrible leaving experience I said I was leaving and (laughs) I said I'll give you four weeks notice like I've got another job to go to and my boss said to me in front of my line manager in the office he went tough shit I don't give a flying fuck about you and your job you're working here for six weeks and I said I can't I've got a job to go to and he was like I don't give a fuck and walked out (laughs) so and honestly, I, so I had emotional maturity at like, what, 16, 17, but at 20, I guess it would have been 23, 24 at this point, I, I had none, I cried, I cried and cried and cried. He banned me from the building, so he told me I got to work for six weeks and I was banned from the building. It was, yeah, it wasn't great, but I, you know, like you've just said about staying on the floor for like quite some time after that, that's exactly the situation I was in. I was like, oh my God, if someone, if I can let somebody treat me like this, like maybe I'm not ready for the world. Like it's, it's hard, isn't it? And like, I think I'm like very much like positivity. I try to be anyway, like 
spirituality, that kind of thing. Like everything happens for a reason. So when someone comes along and is just a complete and utter dickhead, you're just like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> completely. Um, I'm completely with you on that. And I think, I think it's funny like you were saying about having the emotional maturity when we're younger and then not so much when we're older. And it's almost like we start off with this level of emotional maturity that's really, like really quite high. And then the more we experience in the world, the more it goes down, like in a downward yeah. trajectory until 100%. we then, yeah, until we then start doing like active personal development to like mm-hmm. build ourselves back up, like build up our boundaries, build up our yeah. resilience. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, resilience, that, that is the thing. And that is the thing that I had none of. I was not resilient at all. And like following that work experience like that, <laughs> I mean, it was more, I had literally, I had to put together like a folder, like I'm using my hands and people obviously can't see, but it was this really chunky folder of like evidence against him because he, th- he threatened to take me to court basically um, over this notice wow. period. I ended up working it like, because I was like, I was in pieces, like pieces over it. I mean, logically, like what, he couldn't, he couldn't have done anything. But anyway, I was emotionally poor (laughs) and I had no resilience. So like following that, it's been like a case of like, I don't know, like a really like insular kind of experience, like building myself back up. And I had some like counselling sessions as well, which were really, really helpful to try and like uncover the experience, Um, which is crazy because when you tell people it's like, okay, I had a shitty boss who treated me badly, like towards the end, but like the damage that that did to me, like it's taken so long and I don't I don't think like the pandemic and like all of the lockdowns helped either because like I'm such a people person like I thrive being around people and like of other people's energy so like sitting at home on my own like okay so I'm gonna gonna start gonna carry on with this business (laughs) whilst working my job (laughs) and yeah but I'm I'm very much like personal development definitely took a backseat for me like throughout the last two years like work was busy like the job job I had and I was trying to get this off the ground as well but then I'd say it's probably over the past couple of weeks I did like I had a very reflective couple of weeks over new year where I was thinking like okay where am I at what do I need more of in my life and it is that development and that connection and that community kind of kind of thing so I went to a women's circle last night and I'm in a tarot reading tonight. Like literally I'm going, I'm very all or nothing. So I'm like, yes, develop me, develop me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And it is is so important. And I think what you said about, you know, lockdown and the pandemic is, is a a, a really common feeling. And I Mm -hmm. say that because I was literally in a therapy session with my therapist yesterday crying because I felt lonely and um, you know, and it's like I've got I've got friends and I've got my husband who gross, I know, it was my best friend. Um, but <laughs> it is disgusting. Like, no, it's cute. <laughs> it is cute. Um, but I do like I do feel lonely. And I think a lot of it comes from the pandemic and us all being in lockdown. And because it was over such a long period of time, mm. you just get so used to being insular and not going out for dinners and not Mm -hmm. chatting you know not really having facetimes we all got zoom fatigue and quiz fatigue so quickly into lockdown that it's like Mm -hmm. I'm actually not used to socializing now yes oh my god yes like I 
I've had anxiety and suffered with anxiety for, for years, years and years and years. But social anxiety is not something I'd ever experienced before. It was more like fear-based anxiety. Well, the whole problem with it was I couldn't identify what made me anxious. I'd just walk somewhere one day and be like, oh, damn, it's hit me. But social anxiety is something I had not experienced until the world started open, opening back up again. And I was like, I've literally, I'm like... a I'm a motor mouth like I talk a lot but I couldn't remember how to speak to people how to interact with people and I was like I'm looking at them too much I'm looking at them too much oh no I haven't made eye contact in a while like, honestly I was like I've forgotten how to human like I can't do this <laughs> it, and it's terrifying really it's really scary because I'm, I'm exactly the same like before the lockdown and for my whole life I've always been a really sociable person like yeah. I'm quite bubbly and outgoing and chatty like you know it's like I'll talk to anybody I can walk into a room full of people I don't know and it's fine well until now (laughs) it's always yeah it was fine (laughs) and I went to a um networking one of these like local business networking morning meeting thingies the other week and I I mean I was so anxious about going anyway and but I went you know and it's like I need to be out my comfort zone out of my comfortable place so I can move forwards and I want you know it's like I want to see people but I don't want to see people yeah (laughs) so I went and I like I spoke to this guy and he was telling me about him and what he does and then he was like so tell me a bit about you and I literally said to him I don't know what to say to you (laughs) and he kind of looked at me a bit confused and I was like I was like "I, I don't know what to say I was like what do you want to know and I was like what is wrong with me like I I can be sociable yeah I can have these small talk conversations but I literally just stood there and I was like I don't know what to say to you <laughs> and this poor guy bless him <laughs> he just looked at me like I was an alien and I was like you need to ask me something specific and then I'll get going <laughs> you need to just start me off just like give me a little nudge give me something <laughs> exactly and uh... I and I kind of came away from it and I was really proud that I'd done it because I felt so anxious about it and it was and I'd met some people and I actually got some like good work connections and that sort of thing but I came away from it like wow this has really had an effect on me you know Mm -hmm. like the lockdown and this brand new social anxiety it's it's really had an effect on me and I was just like shit man I need some people (laughs) I need to be around people yeah absolutely but it's and I feel you on like the the loneliness thing as well like don't get me wrong like I've got friends very supportive boyfriend family around me but it is that not knowing how to behave and like how to talk to people and then like everyone it, it seems like the world went from nothing, like nobody was doing anything to everything's back to a hundred miles an hour again. So like people are really busy and it's like, the, the way it is in my head is it's like a skipping rope and like you're trying to jump in. I've always been really shit at that. Like genuinely <laughs> skipping, like I'm not very good at it, but I've got no coordination at all, but it feels like that. And it's like, you're trying to jump in and like trying to make plans or like you're trying to like think, okay well I need to work on my business I need to work on myself and my personal development I need to see my boyfriend I need to make sure that I've got time for myself oh shit I need to see my friends as well like I could probably do with making some new friends as well actually because it's been like two years since I've met anybody new and 
yes, I need to go and network as well. And then I need to stay on top of like all of these social media platforms and these messages and these groups. And it's like, damn wet. Like, I think lockdown spoils us in a way. We had so much time on our hands. <laughs> oh my God, 100%. Yeah, 100%. But I think the, the, the bad side of that um, is that I fill my days to the brim now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something that I have and it's the thing that I've been working on in the new year so for 2022 is to have more balance because you know when it's like when you have when you have meetings before lockdown you would go to a meeting like you'd go to a client meeting or whatever and you would have I don't know half an hour in the car to get there you'd have your meeting you'd have half an hour back whereas because it's all on zoom it's like well that half an hour each side is another hour so that's an extra meeting so it's back to back to back to back to back and I put myself in the position especially at towards the end of the last year where if I looked at my diary I was like when do I we you know because I'm literally (laughs) like I'm on zoom I'm saying goodbye to somebody when the next person is in the waiting room and then after that I've got to get this deadline done and then after that I've got to go and do this other meeting and I was like when when do I we literally and there was points where I have nearly wet myself on a zoom call because I haven't literally sat here like shit it's coming (laughs) (laughs) are there any any bottles what am I gonna do (laughs) exactly like camera off teacup off we go (laughs) no you don't you just need uh, more time for yourself obviously (laughs) exactly exactly but that's that's my like goal and intention for this year which I am doing more successfully now is to have time to wee <laughs> I'm so happy for you like genuinely <laughs> pleased that you can now wee <laughs> oh, I feel like we've come way off topic now talking about my uh... <laughs> that habits but there we go um so just to recap then as we come to the end of this conversation because I do feel like we could go on forever <laughs> about this um so in terms of personal development um what would you say has been like the one key thing that you've learned over the last couple of years about personal development over the last couple of years I would say getting to know myself better for my own personal development like I've learned a little bit about human design and like the way I don't necessarily use it to govern my life and I don't know enough about it in all in order to do that and I'm quite I'm quite happy with the amount that I know because so I I'm a generator and from what I have looked into it it just explains so much about the way I work the way I learn the way I interact and communicate with other people and like also what I bring to the world I guess um so that has been really really interesting um the last couple of years it's been hard it's been hard but I'd say now like coming to the end of that two-year period I'm starting to prioritize myself again and my personal development like whatever that looks like whether it is business related or whether it is like literally me growing as a human being um and I'd say that actually that I do need to prioritize that and I am a nicer human I am a better human I am better at my job I'm nicer to my friends I'm chattier I've got more energy to give when I have looked after myself um because yeah definitely over the last two years all of those things slipped all the things that I know make me feel good and like 
making me into a more rounded person when they fall by the wayside I was really negative I was irritable I was literally hunched over my desk all day like so yeah prioritizing myself is is a must I would say amazing and I could not agree with you more that's brilliant thank you ever so much for sharing Molly thank you for sharing your journey and being so open with us all it's been an absolute pleasure having you on um having me you're welcome I'll pop all of your links in the podcast notes um so people know where to find you and thank you again and we will speak to you very soon thank you speak to you soon Thanks everyone for listening. See you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Behind the Business podcast. Remember to like and share with anyone that might enjoy this. Let's create a community.